Change your words, change your life. Isaiah chapter 57, verse 18. And it reads this, is God's writing and he's speaking through the prophet Isaiah in chapter 57, verse 18. And he says, I have seen his ways and will heal him. I will also lead him and restore comforts to him and to his mourners. And listen to verse 19. I create, this is God speaking, I create the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him who is afar off and to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. Change your words, change your life. Let's pray. God, I'm asking that through your word that you would encourage the discouraged. God, that you would help us to be mindful of our words, Father God, and we would see and tap into this resource of power of prayer and praise. God, I pray that you bless this church, Father God, with supernatural growth and supernatural maturity be put into their hearts and into their minds. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, amen and amen. Number one, let's consider the creating power of God's word. This is very powerful that I want you to understand. In our text, God says... I create, I create the fruit of the lips. The word create means to form, it means to fashion, it means to shape. It gives us the picture that God is the potter and he wants to form, he wants to shape our lives. And this is powerful because God says, I will create, I will create the fruit of your lips. Tonight you might be asking, how could I get God in to work in my life? How do I get God to, you know what, get to work in my life? How do I activate God's miracle power in my life? Well, God says, I have linked my creative, I have linked my power that is able to shape your life by the words that you speak into your life. This is important. He's saying, I will create that whatever you keep speaking, God's saying, I'm going to form, I'm going to fashion, I will mold what you consistently, what you uh, constantly pray for, what you constantly confess and praise for. God says, I will create the fruit. The word fruit means utterance. That when you speak it, that when you pray about it, when you begin to speak in faith and you hold on to what you speak, you believe with all your heart, God is faithful, can you say amen, to bring it to pass. I mean, when I'm talking about your words and what you speak, Hebrews 10 verse 23 tells us, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. I want to tell you tonight, you have the power right here in your mouth that when you begin to speak, God is able to take that, create it, and bring it, bring it to pass. And you must hold fast the confession that you got to believe in your heart that whatever you speak, you know that God is faithful. And when God begins to create man, when God begins to create us, He says and He's given us the power to talk. God gave you the ability to speak, to converse, and to confess. And we find this in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. God says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And so you and I, we resemble the very likeness of God. And God has given us this ability to speak. And whatever we speak and utter that we believe in our heart, God says, I will create. This is so powerful. 
Because then God begins to make us in his image. But listen to Genesis chapter 1. This is the very character of God. When God made us in his image, watch what God does in the very beginning. Genesis 1.1, the history of creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And watch this now. Then God, what? God said. God spoke. He said, let there be light. And there was light. And so that being said, God said, let's create man in our image, in our likeness. But God also gave you and I the ability to speak, to talk. I'm not preaching about name it and claim it. Oh, Lord, give me a Ferrari, Lord Jesus. No, no, no. James actually talks about this and says, watch out. You ask and you do not receive. This is James 4 verse 3. Because you ask amiss. That you may spend it on your pleasures. This is what James is talking about. Oh, God, I, I pray for a mansion, uh, a white picket fence by the beach on the Gold Coast. Uh, oh, but you know what you're doing? You're actually asking a miss for your own filthy pleasures. And I'm telling you, you know what? That's the difference when it comes to us. And God's saying, I'll create something out of your mouth. But he won't create something out of your mouth because of your own filthy heart based on your own self-righteousness. I'm not talking about your saying whatever you want. But I'm talking about when you speak what is in the Bible. Come on, somebody. When you speak what is in the Scriptures and you hold it and you believe it with your heart and you say, God, your word says this. Jesus understood this and he said, it is what it is written. You've got to speak what is written in the word. I'm telling you, we don't speak the opinions of whatever the government says because, listen, that will fall down. But the word of God shall not return void. Do I have a witness up in the building tonight? I'm telling you, when you begin to speak according to the scriptures, not according to what you ask a miss to spend it on your pleasures, but according to the promise. I'm telling you tonight, the devil will lie to you. He'll cause you to speak doubt. This is where I'm going tonight. The devil would want you to hear the lies of the devil. And he's going to cause you to be, you know what, all negative. Don't believe God for your finances. Why do you even go to church? Don't even go to that church. I mean, talk, talk, talk in your ear. And all you're going to do now, you're going to have this filtered in your life, into your heart. And what will end up happening is now you begin to speak out what's inside of your heart. Romans 3 verse 4, let God be true and every man a liar. That whatever God's word says is true, you know what? Hey, listen, whatever he says in his word, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to speak what God's word says. So God created man in his image, in his likeness, and he caused us to speak. And in the Old Testament, God says, I will create the fruit of your lips. You got to get this revelation, church. That your mouth, that when you utter the words, when you're praying these words, you got to get the scriptures into your heart and you must utter it out in faith. Because whatever you speak, God says, I will create the fruit. I will bring it to pass. But here's the lesson tonight. If you didn't hear anything yet, listen to this. Make this a note as well. Listen, your life is the building built by your words. Let me say that again. Your life is the building built by your words change your words change your life change your language change your life God created you with two ears two eyes and one mouth 
<laughs> that says something tonight to us babblers. He wants us to listen twice as much as we speak. Aren't you glad God didn't bless your husband with two mouths? Aren't you glad God didn't bless your wife with two mouths? Oh my goodness, we'll be having hell up in here tonight. <laughs> Aren't you glad God didn't create your children with two mouths? Aren't you glad that God created us with two ears and two eyes? You see, because we got enough trouble out of one mouth already. And so we need God to get into our lives. We need God's word to get into our hearts. So number two, let's talk about continually praying and praising. Because you see, your words, it's not got to be this one time. Oh yeah, good sermon, pastor. I changed my words now after tonight, I'll change. Listen, it's got to be a continual thing. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Concentrate tonight. I know there's kids singing in, in the background there, but let's concentrate tonight. I believe God wants to speak to some people. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Therefore by him, let us continually, watch this, continue, continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You know, I learned a secret as a new convert, and that is simply this, that my life wasn't built upon yesterday's victories, that my life isn't built on yesterday's defeats. I learned a secret that my life is built from the fruit of my lips. And this is not just speaking one day. Oh, yes, you get up in the morning, pray. Yeah, Lord, your word says this. No, no, this is a daily and this is continually. That my life is formed through a lifestyle of prayer and praise. It's an everyday devotion to God that says, God, I'm going to seek you in prayer and I'm going to give thanks with praise. Come on, somebody. That a life that is built on prayer and praise is a life built on dependence on God and gratitude towards God. You see, you hear people all the time. How do you depend on God? It's found through prayer. How do you be grateful? How do you be thankful? Well, it's found through praise. That you begin to remind yourself, God, you've done this, you've done, you've come through so many times. And I realized, man, my life was formed through prayer and praise. And this is continually, listen to Colossians 4 verse 2. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Every single time, and you probably hear me preach this often, link your prayers with praise. Link it with praise. Link your prayers with praise because when you develop a lifestyle of prayer and praise, God gives you a path for your purpose. Did you catch that tonight? God gives you a path for your purpose. That there is now a desire for righteousness that says, you know what? I'm going to seek first the kingdom, Matthew 6, I'm going to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all things shall be added his righteousness you're wanting God to be in your life you're wanting God's righteousness instead of yours and listen to it I'm talking about this pathful purpose here Psalms 37 verse 23 gives us great insight and says the steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord this is powerful the steps of a good man are ordered Translated right there, ordered is established by the Lord. You see, there comes through devotion of prayer 
and praise where God begins to now work in your life. And there's this real sense of God's favor and righteousness that's upon your life. That verse finishes and says, and he delights in his way. The good man, the good woman whose life is dependent through prayer. The good man, the good woman who's grateful for God. And when you devote yourselves to this lifestyle of prayer and praise, you've got to begin to speak whatever the Word of God says. Philippians 4.19, And my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You've got to get this in your vocabulary. Philippians 4.19, God, your Word says, You will supply my needs according to your riches. The life of prayer and praise must be continued. You got to say thank you to God that you did not give up on me. Philippians 1 verse 6, we can be confident of this very thing. That he, has, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. What am I doing here? I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to show you this is how you should pray. That when you link your prayers with praise, God provides the path for purpose. And you got to do this continually. You speak whatever God's word says because it is truth. And I'm telling you, listen, the Bible tells us it's life or death that comes from your mouth. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. What are you speaking tonight? Is it life or death? What's in your house? I mean, you, you can walk into someone's house and quickly discern there's a spirit right here. You can sense, man, there is a spirit of death. And you know the reason why is because there's some words being spoken. There's words that have been exchanged. There's profanities that have been thrown in the house. And there is death in the house. And I'm telling you, this is why when you begin to pray, you begin to invite the presence of God in your house. No longer is there death. No longer is there darkness. But God says, let there be light. When you begin to speak, let there be light. Come on, somebody. When you get the word of God, that is light. I'm telling you, darkness must flee. Get out of this home, devil. Come on. Take some dominion back into your house. Take some dominion back into your prayer life. Come on, you got to get this into your heart, into your soul that says, God, I want to develop a lifestyle of prayer and praise. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Jesus says this in Mark 11, verse 23. Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this, say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Jesus is telling you tonight to speak to your mountain. I'm telling you, your mountain knows your voice. Your mountain knows the, the, the mouth in which you speak and utter the very words of God. What are you saying about your marriage? What are you saying about the mountain of depression in your life? What are you saying about the mountain of the finances in your family? Come on, what are you saying about the mountain in your church? Because Jesus says, speak to the mountain. 
Say the word of God to the mountain and it shall be removed. But you must not doubt in your heart. You got to believe it. You got to hold fast to this confession of hope as Romans says and say, God, I want you to move on my life. God, I want you to shape my life. God, I want to see miracles take place. But when you change your words, God is able to change your life. Speak to the mountain and say to that mountain, you must be removed. Church, we serve a mountain-moving God. Do I get a witness up in here? Is there anybody that believes God can move the mountain of cancer? Come on, is there anybody here tonight can shout that our God can move the mountain of COVID? Come on, somebody. How many believe that God can move the mountain of sickness? Come on, shout tonight if you believe God can move this mountain of addiction. Come on, we serve a mountain-moving God who is able to shake the mountains at the touch of his presence. God is a word God and he works with the words that we speak. Joel 3.10, I love this verse. Let the weak say I am strong. Come on, say it right now. Let the weak say I am strong. Come on, say it tonight. I am strong. strong. Right there, you just begin to send seeds out into the atmosphere. Things started to shift and begin to take place, started to shape. You got to believe it. I am strong. Oh, I'm just going through some difficulty. I'm just going through some stuff right now. But I am strong. Let the weak say I am strong. Come on, somebody. You got to get this and say, God, greater is he that's in me. Because you see, it's a lifestyle of prayer and praise. That when you begin to live your life, something is flowing from your heart. Jesus says living waters shall flow from your belly. Come on tonight. It's either life or it's death. It's the Dead Sea or it's the flowing alive see that's flowing through your life tonight John first John 4 4 you are of God little children and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world you see this is the scriptures this is the Bible that you know what you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus Romans 8 37 Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You got to pray the word of God. You got to speak the word of God. You got to get it in your life. You got to say, God, I'm not going back to alcoholism. God, I'm not going back to the drugs. God, I'm not going back to pornography. God, I'm not going back to my past where all the boys were. God, I'm not going back to the parties where I used to drink and get high. No, why? Because I am strong and greater is he that's in me. When you begin to speak faith, when you begin to speak and utter the very words of God, God is able to shape those words and begin to change your life. And you got to do this continually every day. I love coming to morning prayer and I hear two lucky prayer and I agree with these words. Yes, God, we believe for finances. I begin to come and I was, I was hearing my daughters pray this morning. I said, yes, God, I agree with my daughter's prayers. You see, you got to be in prayer. You got to see and hear the word of God for your life and you got to believe it. It's not enough. You're not a victim. Stop Playing the same sad songs over and over again is just my past. It's just who I am. No, forget that. Did you forget who he is? Did you forget the God that we serve? Oh, pastor, you don't know my tradition. You don't know my God. You don't know God. 
Come on. If you knew who Jesus is, you'd be speaking every word of truth there is. You've got to believe it. Get it in your mouth. Uh, develop a lifestyle of prayer and praise. Because listen, Psalms 34 verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. Hallelujah. His praise shall what continually be in my mouth. It's a continual thing. It's not just I come to church and I sing some praises to God. It's every day. How do you have victory, pastor? How come you smile? Brother, how come you, you're, you're not the same as the other boys at work? Sis, how come you don't, you know, lash out in anger? Why? Because Psalms 34 verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. I ain't going to curse somebody. I ain't going to profane because that's not what's inside of me. It's life or death. His words in your mouth. Listen, God's words in your mouth can change your life. The reason why I say continually pray and praise is because what's on the inside will come out. You see, whenever you go through trials and difficulty, whenever people offend you, whenever people comes against you, listen, what's on the inside is going to come out. That you're going to either get angry, you're going to either cuss somebody out, you're going to get, you know, frustrated, or you know what, what's inside of you will come out. And Jesus says these words, Matthew 15, verse 18. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. And they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. I mean, this speaks of a generation who has no idea about God. That it, what's inside of them, these evil thoughts come from the heart. And I'm telling you, if you don't develop a lifestyle of prayer and praise, listen, what's on the inside of you is going to come out and you're going to speak profanities. You're going to keep, you know what, being angry. You're going to keep being frustrated. But when you begin to develop a lifestyle of prayer, God is calling us, church, just not to stay on the shallow shores of prayer. Oh, yes, Lord, just bless the food. Thank you for this food. Amen. No, man, come on, get up in the morning, pray for your family, lay a hold for your kids. Come on, let it stop with you, all the, the things that have gone and been passed down from generation. Come on, you be that mom, you be the dad, you be the disciple that says, you know what, it ain't going to come, it stops with me. Because there is a power that stops by the blood of Jesus Christ. Every curse can be broken because of Jesus. And I'm telling you, what is inside of you can be made new. Because Jesus, in his word, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away and behold, all things can become new. You can become a new creation. You can stop speaking doubt and negativity. You can, you know what, clean the toilet mouth in your heart. Because listen tonight, Jesus is able to give you something new. So you know what I'm telling you this? Because this has got to do this. You've got to do this continually. What's on the inside will come out. And secondly, the enemy will come at you continually. You have to do this every day because what's inside will come out. And you do this every day because the enemy comes to seek you continually. There's a story that, that I find so interesting. Everyone knows the story. David and Goliath. Old Testament story. And all the times you can read this story and we don't see the lesson. But your Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 16, says, And the Philistines drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. This is incredible that this giant, this Philistine,
came out 40 days, 40 nights. And you imagine now, the first thing in the morning, the people of God heard was Goliath walking out into the battlefield, talking trash. Humiliating the Hebrew God, humiliating the Hebrew people. He was talking trash. The first thing they heard in their tents, uh, the first thing that they ever heard uttered as the sun came up was the voice of negative words, curses, defilement, being spoken as javelins thrown into the army, causing them to be reduced to fear. As the sun was setting, Goliath thought, hey, I'm just going to go back out again and do the same thing over and over for 40 days. I wonder if that's your life tonight. Every day, you know what, instead of praying and praising, every day there's a Goliath hurling out lies, hurling out trash into your life. You'll never change. You're still the same. You're, you're, you ain't strong at all. You, why do you even come to church? Listen, you need to commit suicide. I'm, I'm, I'm telling the truth here. This is the devil speaking to a generation. You're nothing. You're nobody. Why don't you quit your life? Listen, you got to be able to say like David, you got to show up to this battlefield. You see, the devil is, he's so smart, he's cunning. He'll come at you day and night. But David says, you know what? Hey, listen, I'm going to come in here. Jesus is our Savior. And David came in, and David is a praiser. Those of you who don't know David, David, he's a praiser. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You see, David embodied this and David shows up here's the giant talking trash all the armies were listening to Goliath but all it took was one man David to stand up to the giant listen there's giants tonight that have spoken lies through family generations all it takes is one family to stand it takes one disciple to stand up to the giant and speak a word. Listen to 1 Samuel 17, 46. David speaks. He says to this giant, This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. He spoke those words and he ran out with that sling in his hand, ready to slay that giant. Come on, you got to do some slaying of your giants, church. Tonight, some of you ought to go into your house and slay those giants. Some of you need to go for a, a march around your, your house seven times. Come on, you got to march around your house and pray and slay some giants. Plead the blood of Jesus Christ over your runaway children, over your messed up marriage, over your life and say, this day the Lord will deliver. Come on, you got to say, this is the day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. You got to say, this is the day that I am quitting and backing down. Oh, look at the sun. It's not a good day to quit, church. Come on, the Jesus Christ is coming back. This day the army will begin to be defeated. Hallelujah. Even through troubled times, what's on the inside will come out. And this is a very, very truthful thing tonight because you will go through some trouble. You'll go through some tragedies in your life. There's a story that speaks about tragedy. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 26. 
is how do you speak when you go through tra tragedy? How do you speak and maintain a life of prayer when you go through these things? 2 Kings 4 verse 26, it's a story of a notable woman. When her son died, she was going to the prophet Elisha and Gehazi. Starts running and asks her three questions. You know, it is, is it well with you? And she says, it is well. Is it well with your husband? It is well. Is it well with your son? It is well. It's, it's, he, he, she's speaking this, but you watch, it's, it's, it's a sign of peace. Our text says, I create the fruit of the lips. Watch this. Peace. Peace to him who is far off and to him who is near, says the Lord. And I will heal him. You see, there is a healing of the soul when your words have been changed, when your life has been changed. There is a healing on your soul. I'll illustrate this point with a story and I'll close. A preacher named Tony Campolo tells a story about being in a church where he, was, where he was asked to pray for a man who had cancer. Campolo prayed boldly for the man's healing. That next week he got a telephone call from the man's wife. She said, you prayed for my husband. He had cancer. Campolo thought, oh, when he heard her use the past tense verb, verb had cancer. But before he could think much about it, he, she said, he died. Campolo said he felt terrible, but she continued, don't feel bad. When he came into the church that Sunday, he was filled with anger. He knew he was going to be dead in a short period of time, and he hated God. He was 58 years old, and he wanted to see his children and grandchildren grow up. He was angry that this all-powerful God didn't take away his sickness and heal him. He would lie in bed and curse God. The more his anger grew towards God, the more miserable he was to everybody around him. It was an awful thing to be in his presence. But after you prayed for him, after he accepted Christ in his heart, he had a peace that had come over him and a joy that had come into him. Tony, the last three days have been the best days of our lives. We've sung, we've laughed, we've read the scriptures. We prayed, oh, they've been wonderful days. And I call to thank you for laying your hands on him and praying for repentance, for healing. And then she said something incredibly profound. She said, he wasn't cured, but he was healed. It is well with my soul. You see, when you begin to have a heart that has a, a spirit of life and God's done something new in your life, there is a peace about you and there is words that are coming out from you that is not from this world. It is from the heavens because God begins to now create these words in her life. She created something in her life that what she was going through, she decided, no, we're not going to talk about that. They were singing. They were laughing. What a powerful thing. He wasn't cured, but he was healed. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. I want to ask you the question, what kind of words are you speaking in your life? Are you still a victim? Have the mindset of a victim? Are you someone that believes the scriptures and say, you know what? I believe God. What's your marriage look like? Have you been speaking words that are cruel in your marriage? To your wife, to your kids, to your children? What about you, brother? The words that you speak over your life. What about you, sis? What about your words that you speak? Do you gossip? Do you slander? 
Well, I find very quickly that those, these people who speak and gossip, they have no peace. They have no joy. But when you devote yourself to say, I'm going to create my life, I'm going to give myself, be devoted to prayer and praise, you find God begin to do something in your life. Out of the heart flows the issues of life. You've got to guard your heart, church. So that way your words can actually change your life and God can begin to create things from the fruit of your lips. Every head bowed and every eyes closed. You're here in the building. I, wanna, I don't want to belabor the point, but you're here tonight. You're not saved. The Bible says you must be born again. Jesus says you must be born of the Spirit. You must be born again. We're all sinners. The Bible tells us we have all fallen short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. We, if, we were, if you and I were to die in our sin tonight, we would be destined for eternity in hell. Jesus described hell as a place of outer darkness. If you were to wave your hands right in front of your face, two centimeters away from face, it says, you know what? It's outer darkness. It's a thick darkness. You can't even see your hand. Jesus spoke about hell saying there's a gnashing of teeth. The worm does not die. The fire is not quenched. It is a place of outer darkness. Gnashing of teeth. Hell was created for the devil and his angels, but it was also, you know what God says to those who aren't saved. He says, depart from me, I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness, you who are still involved in sin, Jesus knows exactly who you are. And that is why he died on the cross for you and I. Because we could not make it into heaven by our good works. We can't do it on our own. So Jesus died on the cross to forgive us, to pay our sins, to pay for our debt that we could not even own. You're here tonight. You're not saved. You want to be born again. You don't want to go to hell. You want to make heaven your home. If that's you tonight, you want to accept Christ in your life. You want to be forgiven. I want you to do one simple thing. Just raise your hand. Say, yes, that's me. Lift it up. No one looking around. This is between you and God. Lift it up. No one looking around. Lift it up. Lift it up. This is between you and God. You're not right with Him. If you were to die today, you wouldn't make heaven your home. Lift it up. Lift it up. God loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to give you a new start in life. If, you, if that's you, you want eternal life. If you want a new beginning, lift it up tonight. Say, yes, preacher, that's me. I want to get saved. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that's you, lift it up. Lift it up. God sees you. He wants to save you tonight. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you once had a relationship with Jesus, but you've gone your own way. Lift it up tonight. God loves you. He wants to save your soul. He wants to give you eternal life. I'm not going to hold it long. Lift it up tonight. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else? If you're a backslider, amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? God bless you. I see these hands. Anyone else? Lift it up. Lift it up. God bless you. I see these hands. Precious souls wanting to give their life to Jesus Christ. Lift it up tonight. God loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to give you eternal life. Amen. God bless you. My sister's there in the middle of you. Raise your hand. Come, come. Come, girls. Come stand at the front right here. We're going to pray a simple prayer of repentance. Amen. Come. If you didn't raise your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus, come stand at the front right here. Join these people right here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful time. Souls getting their heart right with God. Amen. Guys, I want you to repeat this prayer. I want you to mean it from your heart. Just say these words. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I repent for my sins. I am asking that you would come into my heart. Cleanse me from my sins. God, thank you for eternal life. I thank you for your love and your grace. I'm asking 
you will be my Lord and my Savior. Help me to be a disciple, to continually follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You can find a place to pray at this altar. Everyone, you kneel down here and just pray. Church, these altars are open tonight. If God's speaking to you, I want you to come out of your seat. Come find a place at this altar. Maybe you, you found things that, you know what, it's, it's been evil coming out of your mouth. It's, a, it's an issue of the heart. Maybe your words have been coming out just naturally. It's like, man, I've been speaking. I've been cussing. I've been, you know what, there's profanities coming from my mouth. Get it right at the altar. Come to the altar. You've lashed out to your brother and sister. You've lashed out. You've, you've spoken words against other people. Come, come to this altar. Get it right with God. Say, God, here at this altar, we can alter our lives. Come to the altar and say, God, change me. Refine me. Renew my mind, Lord. The words that I've been speaking, forgive me. Some of you need to ask for repentance here at this altar. The words that you speak, the words of doubt. You've, you've, uh, you know what? You didn't put your faith in God when you should have. Oh, yes, Lord God, have your way. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Lord God. I pray, let us be a church that have this revelation, Lord God, that the power of the words, the life and death are in the power of the tongue. Help us, Lord God, that we can believe in faith, that we can speak to these mountains.